Stephen Brooks, and welcome today to our midweek Bible study called Morning Glory. Praise God. Why don't you take your Bibles and meet me today in the book of Hebrews chapter 6, and we're going to talk about going into the next level of illumination that God has for you. I believe that illumination is progressive walking in the light of God's Word and also, I would say, advancing in spirituality. And that's one of the most important things you can do is to grow in the Lord, get to know the Lord, not just theoretically, but even personally in the knowledge of God. And I tell you what, it's priceless. And there's no material wealth in the world that can put a value on really knowing God. Praise the Lord. So today, let's start in Hebrews chapter 6. Let's open up in prayer. Heavenly Father, as we jump into your word today, we ask for the illuminating power of your Holy Spirit to come, that the scriptures would be an open book, that we can take it and easily see it and apply it to our lives. We thank you for understanding in these areas. In Jesus' name we pray. And together we said, Amen. Praise the Lord. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 1, therefore leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ. Well, you know, our, our ministry offices are located very close to an elementary school. But you know what? Uh, as wonderful as elementary school is, you really wouldn't want to stay beyond your time frame. You know, typically you've got grades 1 through 6, and after, you know, six years of that, it's time for junior high, then time for high school, then time for college. And even after you get out of college and get into your career field, there's still continual training in your uh, area of study, your area of expertise. So you never stop growing. But you certainly wouldn't want to just swim in the elementary area you know, for an extended period of time when you should be moving on to other things. Therefore, leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ. And see, here's the thing, as wonderful as some subjects are, and we need to really have a good working knowledge of them, let us not forget also that there's other things that God wants us to be illuminated on as well. Therefore, leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ, let us go on to perfection or maturity, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God. Now, any new Christian should have a good understanding of repentance from dead works. And then, of course, you get into the subject of faith toward God, which in many ways is it's just incredible that although it's an elementary doctrine, we still have to do a lot of teaching on it because a lot of Christians don't understand that you can use your faith for more than just the initial salvation experience. And, you know, of course, people use their faith, call upon the name of the Lord and be saved and put your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And people do that. They're born again. And then it's like they take their faith, their faith like a book and they put it over on the bookshelf and they never use it until, you know, uh, they go home to be with the Lord. Now, they they keep the faith 
as they journey through life. What I mean, they keep the salvation experience, uh, you know, as something sacred and close to their heart. But uh, you can use your faith for all kinds of things. You can use your faith for the baptism in the Holy Spirit. You can use your faith to receive divine healing. You can re- you can use your faith for increase in uh, all types of areas of your life, whether it's financial or just you can exercise your faith. You can use your faith just like a mechanic can use a screwdriver or a wrench, and you can take scriptures to stand on, and you can go in there and begin to work the Word of God, and it'll work for you. It is amazing. So uh, as as beautiful as it is. And we need to teach it a lot because, uh, you know, without faith, you can't even please the Lord. And also we know that uh, our faith, that's the victory that overcomes the world. So we need to keep it strong. But remember, the, the basic mechanics of faith are still in that area of elementary type basic foundational understandings. Okay, so repentance from dead works and the faith toward God of the doctrine of baptisms, of laying on of hands, of resurrection of the dead, and of eternal judgment. And this we will do if God permits. In other words, we will move on. And, you know, Paul was trying to cover as much as he could in the book of Hebrews, which was a very uh, and, you know, of course, is a very deep book. Um, uh, the book of Romans and the book of Hebrews require you to be familiar with really the entire Bible. You have to have a good working knowledge of the Old Covenant, uh, a good understanding of the New, to really enjoy and appreciate the depth of the revelations that are laid out in the book of Romans and the book of Hebrews. And, you know, scholars within the church have debated for generations who actually wrote the book of Hebrews, because when you read so many of the books of the Bible, it will tell you up front who the author is, and it never is mentioned in the book of Hebrews. And, you know, scholars have presented their thoughts. You know, one one theologian said he thought Apollos wrote the book of Hebrews, and somebody else said, well, somebody else did it, and on and on the uh, theories went. But really, the only person, and this is what the majority of theologians agree, the only person who had the revelation of Christ and the knowledge of God who could have written it, the only one would have been Paul the Apostle. And I am fully persuaded that Paul wrote the book of Hebrews under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. I do think it's interesting that years back, many years back, Prophet Kenneth Hagin had a vision in which he was having, he was having a conversation with Jesus in the vision. And uh, Kenneth Hagin said, by the way, Lord, uh, who wrote the book of Hebrews? <laughs> he, uh, he said that Jesus told him that Paul did. And so I, I believe that. Now, that would be extra biblical. In other words, it's not revealed in the word, but it's also not unbiblical. So um, we'll let the theologians continue to debate that. But that's good enough for me. Praise God. So. I want you to understand that faith is essential, but faith is still an elementary doctrine, and you need to have the illumination that there are also other things that are very important in the eyes of God. So I want to talk about one of them today, and that would be the subject of trust, trusting God. Now, there is a difference between faith in God, faith in the promises of God, faith in God's Word, and also trusting God. Faith, in a sense, is confidence. You have confidence in the Word, and you rightfully should, because that Word will hold you up. It will support you. 
but faith as we know can have an element where uh, you, you know it can wane at times it can get weak at times and uh, we need to we need to always be working on our faith feeding our faith keeping it strong but trust is different trust is different from having confidence and you know a great reliance on the word trust really comes over to a place of commitment whether you understand all the the variables and the diagnostic workings of it or not you're just like God I am 100% committed to you I don't understand maybe some of the ways that you are don't really maybe understand uh, some of your operations but God I'm all in and I'm committed I know Christ died for me at Calvary and I know that he has washed my sins away so come hell or high water come whatever I am committed to you and that really runs a lot deeper and this is something that we need to really understand now let me give you a couple of examples of this uh, great value of trust in the Lord let's go to the book of Daniel and I want to pick it up in Daniel chapter 3 and uh, this is verse 13 praise the Lord then Nebuchadnezzar in rage and fury gave the command to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So they brought these men before the king. Now, let me speak uh, to the Christians, which many of you are that are watching, of course, and say, if you would have been one of the three, Shadrach, Meshach, or Abednego, and, you know, just insert your name in there, if you, let's say you were in there with them, um, this, is, this is not the time to really make a faith confession. You know, you're, uh, you're being brought before the king. He's angry because you're not worshiping his, you know, uh, you know, dumb golden statue of himself, you know, so you're not a pagan, you're not an idolater, and so that's not culturally acceptable, so you're most likely going to get killed if you don't relent, uh, and so you're being brought before the king. This is not, this is not the time to have a, a faith confession. I believe, God, that everything's going to be all right. Brother, do you believe that? Yes, I believe it too. Good. We're standing in agreement. We're in faith in God's word that we're going to get out of this and everything's going to be all yeah, that's That's not the place for that. You must be in a higher place when stuff like that really begins to unwind. As we say, when the rubber meets the road, you really need to be in absolute 100% trust. And it's, uh, it's, a, it's a stronger thing. It's much stronger. Okay, now, verse 14, Nebuchadnezzar spoke, saying to them, Is it true? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the gold image which I have set up? Now, if you are ready at the time you hear the sound of the horn, flute, harp, lyre, and psaltery, in symphony with all kinds of music, and you fall down and worship the image which I have made, good. But if you do not worship, you shall be cast immediately into the, into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. And who is the God who will deliver you from my hands? Wow, the arrogance is just uh, through the roof with this guy. <laughs> he thought he was somebody. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If that is the case, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us from your hand, O king. But if not, and this is very important, this is what trust is. But if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods. Now, when you read scripture, you can't always pick up tone. You can't pick up attitude. 
But I want you to know that they're not being rude. They're not being disrespectful. They know that he's the king. They know uh, their position within the kingdom. And this is not something where they're like just telling the king off, being real flippant, like, hey, hey, you know, we're, we're, we march our own beat. No, they're trying to be respectful. They're just basically saying this area, king, you know, we, we love you. You know, we, you know, are willing to obey all of the civil laws, but this is just something that we can't do. So they're not, they're not being nasty or, or, or rude or anything like that. But they said in verse 18, but if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image, which you have set up. And you know what? They were thrown into that fiery furnace. Sometimes the path of trust can take you on some journeys that you never would have selected to have gone on. This is where you get into this area of trust and you need to be all in with God because it will allow you to discover who you really are in the Lord. You know, Peter was just like, Lord, I'll, I'll never deny you. Now, all the others may, but no, oh, oh, not me. Mm-mm-mm. Well, you know, the next thing you know, Peter's denying the Lord, you know, cursing, spewing out profanity and denying the Lord. I mean, it was just what happened. Um, he did not understand trust. Was he a man of faith? Yeah, got out of the boat, walked on the water and you know, over the years, I've seen some people do some amazing things in faith. And I understand that to operate in faith, you do have to walk in love because faith works by love. We're told that by the Apostle Paul as well. So nevertheless, though, I have seen some people do some things that were of great faith, but they also had some very shady issues in their life. They had some, um, that some real chinks in their armor but oh boy when it came to moving in faith yeah why they understood it they understood the mechanics of faith how it works and they 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 could just really just work the word in very very beautiful ways but I'm just trying to say that there's something that God puts a greater emphasis on and that's trust because in in situations like hey you know relent or you're going into the furnace you, you know what? Uh, that's not the place to really have, have the faith to say, well, King, we're just, hey, would you like me to pray for you, King? I noticed your elbow's hurting. Uh, I have faith for you to get a miracle. Uh, that, that's not going to work right there. This is, this is like in a different type category, different realm. This is where you have to be all in on trust with the Lord and your eyes on the Lord. Praise the Lord. Very interesting how these things work. And, you know, the Lord did eventually deliver Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. You know the famous story. But they still got thrown in the fire before they got delivered. So you got to just be all in. I mean, that's what they did. They basically said, well, hey, you know, if God doesn't deliver us, well, just throw us in, march us in. Let's just go ahead and, you know, start the, you know, start the torture, <laughs> whether it's fire, the rack, or whatever you want to do, because we're not giving in. And that's, that's really what the Lord is looking for, is that trust you know, back in uh, in Russia in the early 80s, when communism was, you know, still heavy and thick, and it was just like, you know, you had the USSR, which is completely dissolved today. But, you know, back then you had the Union of Soviet Socialist Republics or, you know, whatever it was called. And but it was very uh, godless, anti-God, you know, full of uh, fear and, and, you know, just a culture of intimidation and, you know, tremendous suppression 
of the Christian faith. Well, this came out, you know, after the USSR collapsed. This, this amazing story came out, and it's a true story, of one of these underground churches that was existing during that time back in the early 80s. And I actually heard this story about 15 years ago. So uh, it's just amazing how the Lord works in these situations where the KGB discovered where one of these underground churches was at. Now, when I say underground, I'm not talking literally down in the dirt under, under the ground. I'm talking about a secret meeting because you couldn't do public worship. They, you know, put you in prison or just, you know, get rid of you, you know, execute you, kill you or whatever. So you have to do your, your meetings, your Christian gatherings in, in hiding, very seclusive because you don't want to get caught. Well, anyhow, the KGB caught one of these underground churches right in the middle of one of their services in a secret location. Somehow they found out and uh, they uh, right, right when the service was going on, they kicked the, the back doors open and came in with, you know, their um, AK 47 machine guns and, you know, big black boots and, you know, intimidating, you know, like basically we're going to kill you all type approach. And uh, the leader of the KGB told every every person in that church room and I can't remember how many people there were about 30 or 40 people he told them all to line up against the wall and they thought they're all going to get shot he told them all line but line up against the wall so you know the, the the Christians stand up line up against the wall he said now he said if you want to leave and renounce Christ you can do it right now. This is your only opportunity. And, you know, then kind of, kind of you know, cocked a gun like he's getting ready to shoot everybody. So this is your opportunity. If you want to renounce Christ, get out. Get out now and don't ever come back. And <laughs> so, so the, you know, about, uh, about 70% of the people left and just walked out, ran out, actually, you know, and left. And so there's, there's just, you know, a few left, about 15 people left. 12 or 15 people and, and the pastor he stayed there the pastor's wife stayed you had some other people that were there and they're just ready they're ready for the bullets <laughs> so so after uh, you know the uh, betrayers leave uh, the KGB the the head guy told the other told the other guys with their machine guns he said go close the doors and lock the doors and then once all the doors were locked uh, the KGB turned around, put their guns down, and said, good, now they're all gone. We had to find out who really are the true, genuine Christians. We wanted to join you because we want to take communion with you. <laughs> Woo! That's a true story. And they all had communion together. And, um, you know, uh, this is very interesting, this element of trust. Pastor Stephen, I trust God. That's good, but just just uh, if you really mean that, and you really are endeavoring to walk in a way where he, you really do trust Him, don't be surprised should something happen in your life where you are given opportunity to prove if it's just empty words, or if you really do trust God with all of your heart. Praise the Lord. Now, let's go to the book of Job just for a moment. Job chapter 13, verse 15. I've preached on this verse before because I had one of the most remarkable encounters with the Lord because I had gotten in, in a pressure situation that was, it was like out of my control. 
and you know living right living holy and tithing and serving God and I tell you what uh, and it was like an unexplainable money crunch hit my ministry and this was uh, this was quite some time back years back and it didn't make any sense in the natural and I knew it was a spiritual attack but I wasn't quite sure what to do to stop it and so it went on for quite some time and the pressure uh, wouldn't let up and so I remember that although I had held the faith I remember one night I expressed uh, in a way to the Lord a lack of trust concerning the situation now I won't go into all of it I'm not going to re-preach, re-preach that message but if you if you could have felt the pressure that I was under it was tremendous pressure not not that it made it right that I had doubt not that it made it right that I thought Lord on this one you've really let me down but that's what I was thinking and I'd done really good up to a point but it just, it, it was such a pressure cooker situation that I remember I yielded and when I yielded I knew I had grieved the Holy Spirit and so Jesus came to me I had a vision he came to me not in a dream or something like that in real uh, in real life he came to me and stood in front of me and uh, took me on a little journey and explained some things to me and one of the things that he did is he showed me a sign in the spirit realm he showed me a billboard uh, after he kind of talked with me about how important it is to trust him <laughs> Woo! not not just in good times anybody can do that anybody can do that but under tremendous duress and pressure that's when it counts and of course when he when he explained that to me I was just like God I, I repent I knew I missed it I Lord I'm sorry and uh, but he really wanted me to even not even re- really how can I say verbally repent at that time he really wanted me to think about what had happened in in the setting so that it will never happen again and so that when I made my repentance it was rock solid and I was in no matter what after that point so but what he showed me was a billboard in the spirit realm because he he pointed to it he he asked me he said what are you going to do about that and I saw on that billboard Job chapter 13 verse 15 I didn't see those scriptures but I saw the message it said though he slay me yet will I trust him not yet will I have faith in him now it says it says yet will I trust him even though he slay me yet will I trust him and Jesus pointed to that to that scripture that it looked like a billboard real big like the kind you would see on the side of a interstate freeway that's what it looked like and he said what are you going to do about that and oh (laughs) whoo hallelujah well since that day that's been over a decade now but since that happened I tell you what there was a shift that I began to see where God puts priority at and he's real big on this thing about you put all of your trust in him not just some all of it well well, Lord what, what if we die well if you die you die you go home to be with the Lord well what if we don't understand it and it doesn't make sense well if you have the word you have the spirit and you know God's in it then you're just gonna have to trust God and oftentimes this thing of trust can be emphasized on maybe what we would call new pathways or new experiences or maybe kind of like with the children of Israel when Moses told them you know get ready because we've never gone this way before 
And so, you know, okay, well, what does that mean? It means you better really be trusting the Lord because, you know, there's no telling what's around the next corner. So you have to trust. You have to trust the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Um, let me read this verse to you. You'll like this one. Psalm 118. Psalm 118, verse 8 and 9. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. I love the story about Pat Robertson who founded uh, CBN, you know, the 700 Club and uh, this incredible Christian media empire that the Lord used him to raise, uh, raise up. But when he found it, the original Christian broadcasting network, you know, he made the plans and he had a very large donor commit a major amount of money by, by pledge. In other words, this man pledged to put up a huge amount of money to cover the plan that Pat Robertson had to, you know, launch Christian television. Well, so, uh, you know, uh, Pat Robertson gets all kinds of papers signed with, you know, with things he needs to purchase and buy, and uh, he's moving forward and uh, gets really into it. And then the man who made the pledge backs out. <laughs> but, it was a, but it's too late for Pat Robertson to back out. He's already committed. He has already he prayed about it. He sensed that God was in it, that this was the direction God wanted him to go. So he's already made commitments. He signed contracts. And now this guy backs out. And now Pat Robertson is left holding all of this, you know, stuff that he's committed to do. And he doesn't have the money for it. What are you doing stuff like that? You know, do you throw in the towel? Do you say, oops, I, you know, I thought I heard from God, but maybe, maybe, you know, I, maybe I didn't. Sorry about that. Let's just call the whole thing off. He just, he just trusted the Lord and held on. And you know what? God brought the money in anyhow. Woo! Because the vision was from God. The plan was from God. But God wanted him to know that I'm your source. And that you need to always put and keep your trust in me, or else people can really, uh, even, even people that have good intentions, unexpected things can happen, and, you know, they, they might not be able to come through or stuff like that. So it was just a lesson, always trust in me. I'm also mindful of the story of Dr. D.G.S. Dinakaran from India, Chennai, India. And he talked about the time where he got real sick. And before he had gotten real sick, he had a, you know, because he was a very well-known minister in India, probably the most well-known minister in India at that time. He's in, he's in heaven now. He lived his life out. But he was beloved by many, many people. And he had a lot of people that, for whatever reasons, ministers, they would always say things like to him, if you ever need me, if you ever need me, I'll be there for you. I'll be there for you. And, uh, you know, he liked hearing that. That's just great to have moral support like that. If you ever need me, you'll find me there. And so he got real sick. <laughs> and he was in the hospital, basically laying on his deathbed, but, you know, getting worse and worse, no chances of recovery. And there's nobody coming to see him. I mean, the family would come, his, you know, son would come and stuff like that. Uh, but all the people that said, hey, we'll be there, we'll, we'll come no matter what, they, they, they didn't show up. And so Jesus came in a vision and visited him at the hospital. And Do Dr. Dinnikaran wrote about it later, put it in one of his books about what happened in that vision. And the Lord came to him and said, where's all those people who told you that they would be here for you and they would support you and they would always be there for, always be there for you? The Lord said, where are they now? 
Dr. Dennis Karen looked around the empty hospital room and said, Lord, they're not here. And the Lord said, don't ever trust in people. He said, always trust in me because I will never leave you nor forsake you. And he said, I'm here. And he said, I'm going to heal you. And the Lord did healing, raised him back up, and his ministry continued on. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. Praise God. So I think this is something very, very important that you thank the Lord for your employer. But I would suggest don't put your trust in your employer because even if that company looks like it's going great, who knows what's going on, you know, back behind the scenes. Uh, You know, Kelly just told me yesterday about a a very large grocery store chain that's like a health food uh, type store here in North Carolina. Uh, a company, a uh, supermarket company, employing about 3,000 employees uh, with what would look to be like a viable, healthy, you know, chain of grocery stores all over the state. And they just announced we're closing every single one. We don't have the financial ability to continue to exist as a company. We're shutting the whole thing down and, you know, just hit everybody overnight. All the employees just found, you know, you know, go to work the next day and found out, oh, everything's closed. The whole company, which been in business for, what, 46 years, it's over with, just like that. So don't put your trust in anything except in God. Oh, Pastor Stephen, you don't understand. I don't work for that grocery store company. I work for Apple. I work for IBM. I work for whoever. That's never going away. You know what? All of these things are transitory, and they may have their high moment, and they may have uh, sustaining ability to go for decades. That's all good. But you know what? If you're putting your trust in anything besides God, even if you've got a lot of money in the bank, because even the Bible says don't trust in your silver. Don't, and that's something that Job talked about. He said he did not trust in gold or fine gold. And he had it, but he did not put his trust in that. Because all of those things... I mean, you put your trust in that, the next thing you know, somebody's trying to kill you to get it. So you really need to put your trust completely in the Lord. Well, my trust is in my job. Well, you go to your job, you get, get run over or get hit by a truck on the way to your job. It's just your trust for everything, for life, for your breath, for your provision. It needs to be in God, and it doesn't need to be in any source, because any other source outside of God, it's not God. Woo, hallelujah. And there certainly isn't any other source that redeemed you and ransomed your soul from your sins. Now, you know there's nothing else out there that did that. Jesus was the only one who did that. So we we owe him our full allegiance, our complete trust. Let's go to the classic. This is maybe the golden text in the Bible concerning this subject. Proverbs chapter 3, verse... Five, trust in the Lord with all your heart. If you're not all in, you're not all in. And God can see that. God God knows that. And you need to be fully committed to the Lord, to His kingdom, to His cause, and be all in with the Lord. Ah, I was reading about one of these great saints that was martyred in the first century. His name will probably come to me in just a moment. Um, Really enjoyed reading about him. But he was one of the great leaders in the early church in the first century. Uh, It's it's coming to me. It starts with a P. Uh, It'll come to me in just a moment. But as he was being taken out into the arena to 
to be uh, martyred right before he went out an angel spoke to him from heaven oh, his name was Polycarp that was right and the angel said Polycarp play the man in other words don't don't flake out <laughs> be, a, be a man of God <laughs> because if he flaked out you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna shake with with fearful reverberations and, and spread fear all through the church why he's the leader he's the one they're all looking at and the voice came out of heaven many believe it was a mighty angel that said polycarp play the man don't go out there and play the fool don't go out there and be a coward play the man Mm-mm. and so they they took him out there uh, tie, uh, tied him up uh, on the post to uh, burn him alive and lit the lit the fire and he was engulfed in flames <laughs> and it didn't kill him <laughs> it just stood there in the flames you know you see him they, they said he looked like gold like like radiant gold just standing there and uh well the flames didn't kill him so one of the uh one of the soldiers took a long spear and stabbed him and when he stabbed him the blood came out his blood came out and put the fire completely out and then he died and then a f- beautiful fragrance was released all over the place Woo! glory to God what is that that's trust that's 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 beyond faith where I am hey, leaving for a new car now th- th- this is this is a different level this is all in with God regardless you're all in praise the Lord well pastor Steve I just don't understand some things that have happened in my life Welcome to the welcome to the Christian family. Praise the Lord. But when we get to heaven, it'll all make sense. But my friends, you need to be all in. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. See what happens if you don't trust him with all your heart, but yet maybe you declare and proclaim that you do. You'll get in a situation where the Lord will say, now we're going to have a we're going to have a test here and we're going to re- we're going to reveal uh, where the trust is really at and uh, he'll he'll let you see it, it it's like he hands your report card afterwards and you're just like it's either pass or fail and see God told Abraham take your son your only son you know which was the promised child and you know go and, and you know sacrifice him and so forth Abraham gets the wood ready and gets everything ready and uh, goes and makes the journey three days found the mountain Mount Moriah takes him up there ties his son up and he's all in I mean he's just there's no turning back he was so convinced that God is his God and so how can we say so trusting that he believed that if he sacrificed Isaac and even offered him as a you know not not just bring the knife down but then burn him that out of the ashes he believed God could raise him up and resurrect him from from the ashes whoo all in <laughs> now we know that God stopped the knife from coming down but God did not stop it from coming down upon his son God allowed his son to go all the way through the process of death of being crucified now we know Jesus laid his life down but the it went through it went through and to a degree with Abraham in his heart it was already a done deal it was already like Isaac was just as good as dead so in a sense he did receive him back from the from the dead so my friends that's what the Lord is looking for that's what he's looking for and you'll have times be careful under pressure 
what you do. Pastor Stephen, I'm a tither. I'm a tither. Well, we'll find out. We'll find out when pressure comes. Do you take the tithe and use it to pay bills? Well, Pastor Stephen, surely God understands I've got to pay the bills with his money. You've got 90%, you got, you've got 90% that you can use. If you, if you can't pay it with 90, I don't think the other 10 is going to make any difference. Stay in faith. Stay in the covenant. Stay in trust. Trust God. Mm-mm. This is why a lot of these heavyweight testimonies are not manifested. Why? There is a breakdown in the trust process of when going through, going through, it didn't get pushed all the way through. Why? There was a compromise somewhere along the way. And because of that, the testimony would not be permitted by God to be produced because there was something that was not done in accordance with what God requires. Praise the Lord. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. Praise the Lord. My wife and I are diehard tithers. I would literally rather die than not pay God's tithe. That's very interesting, Pastor Stephen. Well, that's just trust. Trust in the Lord. I'd, I'd rather live on the street than steal God's tithe. But as you know, I'm not living on the street. <laughs> Woo, praise the Lord. I've got a nice place. Hallelujah. Well, Pastor Stephen, I'd like a nice testimony like that. You're either all in or you're not in at all, really. You're either, you're either all in or you're not in at all. Praise the Lord. In all your ways, acknowledge Him. Let me go back to that previous statement. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him. And He shall direct your paths. Some of you, you think you're too smart. And you think you know more than God does. And you lean on your own understanding. If you ever want to become a spiritual person, God will challenge that in you. What do you mean by a spiritual person, Pastor Stephen? I mean somebody that's willing to serve God and not just be driven by selfish ambition or wanting to go through their life and do their own thing. And Jesus told Peter at the end of the Lord's ministry before he was taken up in heaven, Jesus told Peter, when you were young, you did your own thing. You went where you wanted to go. But when you're old, you're going to go in the direction that, you know, it's not, this not like going to be like something you're really going to be excited about. But he prophesied about, the end of his life and about his ministry about his death and so forth very very interesting but when he was young he dressed himself and went where he wanted and did his own thing but when you come into mature sonship into the image of Christ as the mature son you you yield now a young ox if it has to be trained to pull with another ox what, what they'll do, the wise farmer, is he'll take his best mature ox, who's old, who's pulled the plow for many, many years, and they'll take that old ox and hitch him to the young ox. Oh, yes, the young ox may be stronger and have more energy and, you know, more, you know, muscular strength. But the old ox is wise 
and knows how to pull in rhythm and in tandem and knows how to lean properly and things like that. So they'll hook them up together like that so that the young one can begin to learn the methods and the techniques of the older one. Praise the Lord. That's maturity coming into spirituality where you don't lean on your own understanding. Not that you don't use your brain. But I will tell you this. There are some things that common sense will not be able to solve in your life. And there are some things that no matter how smart you are, and no matter how, no matter how brilliant you are, you're going to come up against some stuff still that's bigger than you. And if you don't believe that, look at Steve Jobs, who had everything, wealth and money and fame, but he ran up against something that there was no solution for that he could discover. Mm. So you need God, and your trust needs to be in the Lord, because He's bigger than everything. And He has a solution for everything. If you trust in the Lord, and you really get to know the Lord, you'll find out He's always got a way out for you. He's always got victory for you. He's always got a solution. But it goes to those who are completely sold out, who are completely in the game. Well, Pastor Stephen, what if, what if I'm like Polycarp, and I get martyred? Oh, then you were honored to be chosen to be a martyr, because then you get a martyr's crown. So that's an honored position. Mm. Wow. Those that want to be spiritual often find themselves being led down paths that I would, I would call them different. I would call them different. It's as if the Lord actually works with you in a different in a different way. It's a different type of friendship. See, with Abraham, he was a friend. God and Abraham were friends, even to the point God said, hey, can I hide from you, Abraham, what I'm about to do, <laughs> seeing that you and I have this thing going on of being really close together? And uh, it's quite a journey. But if you want to mature in the Lord and be spiritual, it is going to require your complete trust, especially when you don't have all the answers. Praise God. And all your ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct your paths. Praise the Lord. He'll give illumination to that path. We're talking about the next level of illumination, and it's found, it's found through trusting Him. And the more you trust Him, that path that God has for you, not your own thing. We're out doing your own thing. Jesus said, you have to lose your life in order to find the life he's got for you. And he said, if you try to keep your life, you're going to lose the plan he's got for you. Well, I like my plan better. That's because you're not smart enough to know that his plan is a million times better than what yours is. Well, I want him to endorse and stamp my plan. God only endorses what's of him. And unless the Lord builds the house, the laborers labor in vain. And you may still build a house your own way, but, but it doesn't mean that God's, you know, you know, somehow going to endorse that when he didn't, we never, we never initiated that, never gave the go ahead for that. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Even in the county, no matter where you live at, you can't, you can't just go out and build a house. <laughs> You've got to get that stamped off first by the, uh, you know, the uh, zoning codes and the permits and stuff like that. They, they have to give permission for that. You just can't go out and do that. If you can't do that in the natural, how much more can you do that in the spiritual? 
Pastor Stephen, I just want God to bless what I'm doing. It needs to be, it needs to be His assignment, His plan, and you need to trust in Him. Well, Pastor Stephen, what if God reveals to me I'm actually on a, I'm actually pushing like a wild bull down a path He never even intended for me to be on? Well, I would just, you know, I would make modifications. I would make the adjustment. I would let go of pride and say, well, Lord, I, I didn't know that, but I'm glad I know now. Lord, let, let me help, uh, help me to phase this out and get over into what I'm supposed to be doing. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And the Lord's good. The Lord is so good. He'll work with you. Praise God. He'll, he'll fast track you. If you got off and you, you acknowledge that, uh, he'll fast track you right into what you're supposed to be. And it'll be so sweet. It'll be so rich and so good. Hallelujah. Some of you are you're in a little bit of a holding pattern and you're thinking, God, am I doing something wrong? Is uh, no, no. Uh, for those of you that are in this situation, you're okay. It's just that you're on the spiritual path. Well, it doesn't seem to be moving very fast, Pastor Stephen. Oh, it, it, it's okay. God, God, God's got it all planned out and it'll start to lock in place real quick and things will really begin to fall in the right way where every step you take is on that firm foundation. You'll see it this year. You'll see it this year with great progress and great gains. Hallelujah. In the interim, should there be anything perhaps that you were trying to push into that wasn't God's plan, let it go. And if it's anything sinful, you know that's not God's plan. Cut it immediately and drop it like a hot potato. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, I thank you that as your people are meditating and kind of tossing around this tasty meal called trust. <laughs> Father, I just pray that it really sink into their spirit and they come into a place of absolute, complete trust. Father, we thank you. We thank you. And if there are some who are not quite there yet, they love you, they're saved, but as far as this realm they're just maybe even afraid of it Lord show them your glory show them show them the strength and the security that only you can give to the person who trusts in you the father we thank you we thank you in Jesus name amen you know what happens when you really start trusting in the Lord with all of your heart you start to become happy right now. Oh, yes, there are things you're believing God for, and the manifestation of those things will bring joy. But you're still also content and happy right now. Why? You're trusting in the Lord. You're trusting in the Lord. And even if everything's not the way you'd like it to be, it's okay. You're trusting the Lord. The Lord's going to make it all the way it's supposed to be. Praise God. So it really does bring a beautiful peace into your life. I'm telling you, God's got you. He's got you. This thing is very, very important of trust. It does take you into the, the area of true spirituality. Hallelujah. I just speak over your life that you'll be a person who never runs. And that, that's, that was also the purpose of the book of Hebrews, Paul writing to the church or, or writing to the Jewish Christians who are under tremendous pressure from Judaizers to go back under the law. And Paul said, if you do that, you trample the blood of Christ under your feet. 
because you know you know that old system that old law you know that it was never a, it, it couldn't even take your sins away you know you know that wasn't what God had for you that wasn't his best you know that the new covenant you know that all of that under the old was fulfilled through Christ it was all about Jesus the whole time and if you if you renounce Christ and go back underneath that you walk away you walk away from the Lord but I speak to you that you will run to the Lord and you will embrace the Lord and you will say Lord even though if I don't understand it all I'm all in blood tears guts everything Lord I'm all in for you hallelujah <laughs> Woo! praise God praise God and a person like that will never be moved will never be moved so father we give you praise for total commitment right now and strength and impartation in Jesus name amen amen trust is one of the key areas that you've got to have dialed in if you want greater areas of illumination hearing from God knowing the path of God that he has for you you've got to be all in praise God and I believe you're becoming settled in that in the name of Jesus let's take Holy Communion today grab some unleavened bread some grape juice if you're watching today and you don't know Christ as your Lord and Savior but you would like to now is your opportunity to receive forgiveness of sins and eternal life through Christ please pray this prayer right now after me say Lord Jesus I come before you as a sinner unclean because of my sins separated from you because of my sins but Lord Jesus I believe you died for me at Calvary you were crucified you were raised on the third day Lord Jesus come into my life wash all of my sins away I give you my heart all of it take it Lord Jesus thank you for saving me now in your name I pray amen and amen hallelujah praise God I'm so happy that you belong to Jesus and that now you belong to the family of God Heavenly Father we thank you for the bread the juice we consecrate it we bless it we set it apart as holy it is the flesh and the blood of our Savior Father as we receive the body of Jesus we know that there are many of our brothers and sisters around the world and in China in North Korea who are locked up who are being tortured who are imprisoned we know that there are many of our brothers and sisters in Iran and in Pakistan that are under tremendous pressure to renounce the faith and to worship false demonic gods father strengthen our brothers and sisters around the world bless them bless the persecuted church we feel their pain we feel their pain thank you father God we speak love and blessing to them strengthen them oh God thank you father God Oh God we give you praise as we receive the body of Jesus we thank you that we are one body around the world thank you father God we give you all the praise we thank you for strength and complete trust in you in Jesus name amen let's receive the body of Jesus some of you are about to plunge into the 
plan of God. God's going to, he's going to explode revelation of his plan right before you in such a way you may have to take three days off from work just to assimilate what God's about to show you. <laughs> Woo! Because if you're all in, he's all in. Hallelujah. It's a key. I'm telling you, trust is a key that unlocks deeper revelation. Mm, 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 mm. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Mm, mm. Father, thank you for the blood of Jesus that washes all of our sins away. If there would be any sins in our lives, we ask that you would wash them away. We thank you that you are faithful to forgive us of all our sins and cleanse them and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We give you all the praise, Father God, for a right relationship with you through the blood of Christ. We thank you that the blood is more than enough, more than enough for any sin. We give you praise for cleanness and purity in you, in Jesus. Father, in Jesus, then we pray. Amen. Let's receive the blood of Jesus. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Some of you are going to make some new friends that are, that are in the body of Christ that might be in some different, I would say, uh, streams within the body, just as the nation of Israel, one nation, but 12 tribes. Okay. Some of you are going to, you're going to make some new friends. They may not be Pentecostal, but they, they deeply love the Lord, and the Lord's going to connect you with them, and they're going to be connected to you. There's going to be equal enjoyment. Hallelujah. Because you both have a great love for God. So God's going to expand your portfolio of divine friendships. I, I feel for some of you, I, I, it looks like right now I'm seeing into you, some, for some of you, your spiritual portfolio, and you have very few friends in the Lord, but God's going to, uh, I see very few pictures, but God's going to give some more. You're going to have some va very valuable relationships. Blessed of the Lord, blessed of the Lord. I say it again. I say they're blessed of the Lord. Treasure them, protect, protect them. Praise God. Never know when you might meet a new friend. Hallelujah. I was sitting at the airport one time in Frankfurt, Germany, drinking a a latte from the McDonald's Mac Cafe, which, you know, th those are so nice in Europe. And um, made a friend, uh, just a person that walked by, saw my shirt, started talking about my shirt. <laughs> He's a spirit-filled minister. And I'm, you know, here I am, a spirit-filled minister, and just a friendship connected. And uh, we've been friends for over 10 years now, and uh, probably always will be. But just new friends, new relationships that are valuable in the sight of God steward those things they're they're important to the lord and they'll bring happiness into your life father i speak blessing over your people we thank you we trust you oh god we trust you we thank you that's sealed in our hearts it's sealed in the hearts of your people in jesus name amen thanks for watching 